the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I hope my connection is clear. Did I lose everyone? No, you're clear, Dottie. You're here. Okay, because sometimes with technology, you can't tell. Uh, that's the world that we live in today. But in any event, we were talking about the first space hotel to open in 2027. And it's, it's going to have 280 guests. And the hotel plans to um, allow when you sleep, okay? They tell you that, that the hotel is similar to, like, sleeping is similar to, to, like, if you were spinning water in a bucket. That's how you feel. Um, it says, you know, that's, you, you, this makes a comfortable room and stylish experiences possible. It also tells you that the team is working and plans to give you all the amenities and comforts that those are found in traditional hotels that are on the earth. Um, but for many visitors who venture that far, the feeling of weightlessness, which is, you know, you watch space shows, you know, people are kind of floating, is a big part of the appeal. People like, some people like that. I don't think I would, but some people do. As such, the team plans to plan a traditional space food menu. Okay? So I don't know about liking that. And they're going to have freeze-dried ice cream and all goodies, but they'll all have to be freeze-dried. There are plans for recreational activities, such as basketball. You'll love that, Ace. Basketball in space at the hotel. Love it. Don't you love it? Okay. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, other sections, you know, will feel like Earth. But for now, the space hotel isn't committing on the room rates, okay? So they're not telling you how much it's going to cost at this moment in time. But be, be prepared to spend a lot. Uh, it will come to as a steep cost, and they are saying that it probably will end up costing about $250,000 per person per trip. So I think that's a bit much for most people's budget. But for some of them, just for that experience, but that's kind of really like, out there. I mean, that there will be a hotel that will be on space by 2027. Well, Dottie, SpaceX, SpaceX, you know, Virgin Galactic, um, that's the that's the shuttle that's going to take us there. And Elon Musk is, and uh, um, Branson, they're working real hard to get us there. So, I mean, I, I definitely believe in these two, especially Elon Musk. You know, he's, he's in a uh, 
he's in a realm of his own, right? So he's, uh, we'll, we'll be there one day for sure. Definitely. Yeah, we will be there. And who knows, you know, I guess I'll have to uh, open up a Douglas Elliman office there. That's okay? it. So, That's um, it. Okay. We'll have to, and then we'll have to broadcast not only here, but we'll have to figure out the waves to uh, space so that people can listen to us no matter where you are. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of cool, and I think that's kind of out there, but it's not really out there. I mean, six years, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's, you know, the, if you think the technology back, is all there. It's, it's basically the will and the economics, you know, it, it's, and, and look, if you go on one of those trips, you're going to earn a lot of frequent flyer miles. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> that's funny, um, Steven. Yeah. That's good. The, good point, you know, I, I, I try, as, as a lawyer, you don't have a lot of stuff to work with. For material. Okay, um, that was good. That was good, Steve. I give you a good one for that. That, that was good. good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, so but you I know, also, it's interesting. But I'll will tell you what. At all, at all seriousness, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about. You know, we started off the show talking about the Beekman. We talked about appraisals and the hotel market. You know, in doing any in any deal, and look, it's a it's still a real estate deal, right? You know. It might be different, but the reality is there's also limited supply, right? You know, when you look at New York City, you look at the island of Manhattan, there's a limited supply. People may say, oh, a space. It must be limitless. No, there's really actually a limited supply. And, and, and hear me out on this one. There's only so much what we call, you know, critical orbits in which you can have satellites and hotels. So there's actually a defined amount of space in, re, in space that's usable for these types of hotels. And that, because we're going to have a limited supply, ultimately, once we understand that market, we can understand the value. And, you know, hopefully a Citizens Bank will give the first uh, mortgage for the space hotel. That's it. That's you it. You've got to figure out the appraisal. Yeah, I, it's kind of really kind of kind of neat uh, when you think about all that's going on. So many things that have happened, and I, I, uh, I kind of look back at, at life and say, you know, look, if you go back, I don't know how long has the internet been around. Uh, was it like how long have we had the internet? How long have we had cell phones? Um, I mean, really, I mean, I grew up where you know. At a time where, you know, your mother or father said, go out and play, you rode your bicycle. And, uh, you know, I was really one of the lucky kids that had my own phone because my dad said it's easier to give you your own phone number than to have everyone call 24-7. But people didn't have cell phones. I I remember, you know, if I was coming home late or something, I had to go to a a toll thing and go to a, a phone booth and put money in a phone booth to make a call. I mean, when you think about how many things have gone on and how things have changed and how many things we've witnessed or seen in our lifetime, uh, and, and it's really an amazing, uh, an amazing time to, to really be alive and to see so much happen in, in our I lifetime. I would actually be very curious how many people under the age of 30 know what a collect call and a collect person-to-person phone call is. They probably don't. They've probably like, never heard of the Beatles even either. It's like call. Wow. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. 
I forgot that that, that. that 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 was the 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 emergency method if you couldn't find a quarter, you know, to let people know that you're okay. I used to collect call yeah. my parents all the time, Stephen. They wouldn't accept. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, I think it's time to have that conversation. Why they didn't take the call? Exactly, Stephen. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Ace has been dealing with it ever since. Why didn't my parents ever take that call? Did they exactly. care about me? <laughs> but but really, it's it's really amazing, and to sit here and you know I could talk about we could talk about this forever, um, and I and I would and I and I want to keep on emphasizing how how really how how far we've come and 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 I want to also say to everybody out there we've all been through something that you know in a lifetime you don't go through and getting through this pandemic took a lot of strength. Uh, a, a lot of perseverance, a lot of hope and faith, but it also made us really realize what's important in life, okay? And what's important in life at the end of the day, of course, it's nice to have a lot of money, but that doesn't mean anything if you don't have your family and your friends or if you're not well. So, I, you know, so I think that that's really helps us really take a grip on what's important in life and what's really meaningful. And no matter what your home is, whether it's a, it's a studio apartment, whether it's a million dollar house, whether it's a trailer, your home, and I've always said this, your home is your safety. Everyone's home is their safe haven. And no matter where you go and how much you travel, who you visit, Everyone always usually says when they get back into their own bed and their own home, gee, it's great to be home. And um, I, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies was Wizard of Oz. I hope it doesn't have something that's not politically correct there because I would hate for them to set off the air. Uh, but home is home. I want to do some Dear Dottie questions, but I think that Mike Conti, uh, is on the phone to talk about some insurance and things like that. Mike, are you with us? Off hold. Yes, I'm here. How are you, Dottie? Nice to speak with you oh. again. Oh, so good to hear from you. How's everything been going for you? How's how's how you withheld through Thanks. this whole? Well, pandemic? you know, I was. I was real lucky. I, I did get the COVID, but it was a very mild case. Um, I had the sniffles for about a week, along with a very low temperature. And uh, that was about two or three weeks ago. And I'm, I'm back to my old miserable self. So there we are. Uh, well, you're lucky. Okay, you're really yeah, lucky. For sure. And I'm hoping that what they say is, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what they say anymore. But I think that you'll have some immunity to it uh for but i have a feeling it's going to be like the flu where you're going to probably have to get a booster shot or something like that that's what my guess yeah. is but i don't even i just su i so, suspect that you're right yeah so tell us what's going on in insurance what do people have to know oh, you know there's so much well, buying and selling going on now you know we well, haven't told you know, for a while give us an update well, let me just add to your conversation. I'm back. I'm happy to be down back on Earth after following the space uh, hotel discussion. So uh, we'll, we'll deal with the houses that are down here. And, uh, you know, um, well, it's been an exciting week in insurance, actually. Uh, and, and, and it leads into what I was talking about. Um, the excitement this week was the rumored announcement of, of a merger, you know. 
And what does that have to mean to everyone here, um, you know, on, on the radio? But the home prices for insurance have been going up dramatically over the last six, eight months. And there are many, many reasons for them. One of the reasons are the consolidations within the marketplace. There are fewer carriers today uh, than there were this time last year who are willing to uh, entertain the risk of homes in the New York area, New Jersey, Connecticut. And, um, you know, that affects pricing along with your increased um, cost of labor to fix claims that happen, along with the uh, increased cost of material. Uh, Lately, again, we're seeing some severe storms that are just not really accustomed to this area. Uh, If you remember last weekend, we had a wildfire down in South Jersey that actually jumped the parkway. And um, that, you know, that that was very frightening for us. We, we've had li- little rain these last 15 days and everything is bone dry. So we're dealing with market consolidation, higher price cost of settling claims. And, um, you know, these things are, you know, it's just part of what it is. Anyway, so, uh, the other thing. I want to ask you, because I think we, we started the show talking about this is the hottest real estate market that we've seen, you know, God knows, since the recession. And, you know, the millennials are, are the largest segment of the buying population. A lot of them are buying their first home. The older ones are trading up. Uh, we see a lot of people that are baby boomers maybe moving to uh, other states. Uh what when you're buying a home okay and again if you uh, take more if you if you take a mortgage you have to have insurance okay if right. you pay all cash you don't so understand that if you're buying a home unless you're paying all cash okay the bank is going to make sure that you have ample insurance so that if anything happens to the home they get their money back can you tell us a little bit how that works um, how much insurance is enough? Okay, or what are the basics, or what what are the things that you well, think somebody needs to have? Sure, and and uh, I'm happy to do that. You know, when when a person apply, applies for mortgage, and ASIL confirmed this, the, the bank does an appraisal, and they'll come to the table, and they will have a rebuilding value that they believe the house is worth. Uh, or, or I shouldn't say house is worth. They will come to the table with a rebuilding value to rebuild the house. Because remember, with homeowners insurance or property insurance of any type, that's the only thing that we care about, rebuilding the home. So we do run into some problems uh, market-wise where, um, for example, in North Jersey, there is the, the housing market is uh, somewhat depressed. So you can be in a situation where the market value, the price that you paid, is less than the price that you need to insure the home for to be rebuilt. I, I just looked at a, 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 a situation the other day where the homeowner paid $800,000 for the home. The insurance company did their rebuilding inspection, and they said they want a million four on the contract. That's one of the biggest problems that we run into uh, because most people don't understand that we need to rebuild the home. We don't really care about market conditions. Now, years ago, when the market was hotter than a pistol, uh, the the market value far exceeded the rebuilding value. So you didn't have that discussion all day long. 
But one of the things that you said a few years ago, and I never forgot it, and and it, it, it and it was very important, was that most homeowners, especially when they're buying their home, they don't have an emergency fund available. And that's so important because many of the cost-saving methods that we use to uh, help the homeowners, uh, such as a higher deductible, for example, now it's pretty common to buy a home and take a $2,500 deductible. That helps reduce the, the cost of the home insurance. But if something happens uh, under $2,500, you got to come out of pocket. And you, Dottie, said that, that when you buy a home, you should have an emergency fund for those type of things. And that was one of the, you know, uh, the smartest things I'll be, be honest with you, I ever heard uh, because I, it never dawned on me to, to make that suggestion to somebody. But certainly um, th- that's a very, very important thing. So. Well, in saying that, I just want to add something for some of the listeners who might be first-time buyers or some of the parents and grandparents who are listening who might not remember because we've done it already uh, to remind their, their kids that you do have to have insurance. And obviously, if your house burns down or there's damage to it, you want to be you know, insured. And I remember when Hurricane Sandy had, when we had Hurricane Sandy right. and people, you know, lost their houses in, in many parts. Um, well, some people just did not have ample insurance. Right. And well, so you know, uh, what you know, that, is enough insurance? Well, uh, enough, and, uh, uh, enough insurance is, is what, what is the value? What is the amount needed to rebuild your home? Because remember, you want to, after a fire, you want to be able to rebuild your home. And so that's the amount that you need. And, and one of the paradoxes that we're dealing with with the pandemic, believe it or not, I, I, I'm amazed at this statistic. We've handled more house fires in the last eight months than I have handled in 30 years of doing this. Why do you I, think I, that's I, so? I mean, do you well, have any... Yeah, I think people are home. They're cooking more. They're using their house more. Um, uh, You know, they're using always the space heaters is always a problem. But I I mean, um, I I don't know what it is, but the fires have been incredible. And I I tracked this uh, New York City Firewire. It's an Instagram uh, site and uh, they list all the, the New York City fires. And and I mean, it goes all day long, which, you know, when you talk to a fireman, he'll tell you, well, that, that's what happens all day long. You just don't hear about it. But I can tell you the number of fires that I've handled in the last six to eight months exceeds everything I've handled in 30 years prior to that. And I have to attribute it to the fact that people are just home. They're cooking more. They're, they're putting more strain, I guess, on their electrical system, on their heating system. Uh, and they don't realize it. Remember, if you go to work all day long, you're not your boiler's running, but it's not rocking and rolling. You know, you you don't have the house cooking at 75 degrees. If you're home all day and you're not moving around much, you're probably always cold. So you're raising that thermostat. All right. You know what? We're going to continue with how much insurance is enough when you build your home or when you take out homeowners insurance. And um, we'll be right back with Mike Conte after a short little break.
Craving delicious Italian food? Well, Michael's of Brooklyn is back again. Indoor seating is now available for diners by reservation only, and spaces are limited. Michael's follows all the CDC guidelines to ensure the safety and health of their patrons and employees. Have that signature Italian dish indoors. For reservations, call 718-998-7851. That's 718-998-7851. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm came up with the Rest Assured Promise, featuring the best mattresses from America's best mattress brands, like the Temper Breeze Collection, available now with a $300 instant gift good towards your choice of sleep accessories. Visit with our sleep experts in-store, online, or by phone to find the right bed for you. Only at Mattress Firm, America's number one Tempur-Pedic retailer. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. EP Marine in Bohemia would like to say thank you to all the local men and women in our armed forces who risk their lives daily to preserve our freedom and way of life. God bless America. That's courtesy of EP Marine at 2200 Arctic Avenue in Bohemia, serving the area with quality and integrity for years. So go with a name you can trust and call EP Marine at 631-563-6277. Your Yamaha outboard motor specialist. Call 631-563-6277. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're having a, you know, we're talking about everything that's to do with real estate, buying and selling and the frenzy that we're in and like the record-breaking moves. But, okay, um, so now we're at insurance and we're talking about how much insurance is enough and of course you need to replace your home but i think steven you want to add something to that yeah i guess you know one if you can touch on like there's you know really some of the extras because one of the things that i advise clients when the bank is talking about minimums of insurance they're really talking about protecting the bank's interest as a lender on the property 
they're not fully discussing, you know, personal property and effects like artwork or engagement rings. They're not really talking about what about your clothing and electronics and what about housing um, that you may need temporarily while you're displaced. Um, and, and I think these are some of the important things where people, I think, incorrectly say, well, if that's enough insurance that the bank says is okay for me, they're not really thinking about what fully happens when there is a catastrophic event and displacement. And the other thing, if you can touch on, is really what are some of the steps that people should do if, let's say, they're renovating a home? I mean, I find a lot of people sort of take a static approach to insurance as opposed to rethinking about their coverage if, let's say, they've done a renovation um, and other things. Well, uh, a lot of the things that you bring up are very true, and we, we wrestle with this stuff every day. But keep in mind that a, a traditional home product includes uh, coverage for, for content. It includes coverage for what we call loss of use in the event that you need to live outside of the home as a result of a fire. It includes liability in the event that someone falls on your sidewalk and brings suit against you. So many of these contracts are packages to begin with. Now, every different insurance company has throw-ins that they give you. So, for example, uh, one carrier will offer uh, $1,000 of unscheduled jewelry where another uh, carrier may in include $5,000 of unscheduled jewelry. But these are topics, I mean, these are very difficult topics to get the consumer to talk about. I don't know why. And it's becoming more difficult because insurance has been, been so trivialized in, in the, the commercials. It's like, well, call us up and in two minutes we'll get you a quote. And, and people think that that's the proper way to do it. They don't really get involved in a lot of the nitty gritty. And the nitty gritty is actually what counts at the time of a loss. So, I mean, what we do in our office is a little bit different from most 1-800 outfits. I mean, we actually go through all of this stuff, but um, and, and as you should, and we try to point out these things. And, you know, one of the things that I always say to the customers, look, let's have the discussion. If you choose not to do this, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But we've discussed it as as professionals, as, you know, as, as civil people. And if that does happen to you, we're not going to fight. We can still be on the same page. And I, I can't tell you how many times a day I have that discussion with people. But just to get back to the renovation question, which is a, a very important question. So people buy a house and then they put in four or $500,000 redoing this, doing that. Well, I got news for you. You have to ensure those additional values. And um, you can be held, uh, you can be in a tough spot because we, we do pay, we do see a, a frequency between houses being renovated and fire losses. I can't tell you how many times uh, I've heard, oh yeah, it's the, the workman threw a cigarette, he must have let a, the cigarette on the, on the, uh, in the, in the area that was being worked on and that ignited the whole house or, the, the the one that happens with frequency is uh, the plumber's torch ignited the joist because the wood was so dry. When he left, it wasn't on fire, but it was smoldering because the joist is 75 years old and it's 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 as dry as paper. And during the night, it ignited. I mean, we have that claim frequently, and these claims are more frequent when construction is going on. Now, let me point out. If you're having your you know, upstairs bedroom painted, I don't really think you have to worry about calling your insurance broker to tell them that you're doing this. But if you're putting an addition on when you're putting your new kitchen and new bathroom, 
you need to get on the phone and alert the insurance broker for two reasons. Some contracts may have uh, a clause that precludes construction um, co- you know, coverage of any type, so your policy may have to be changed. And depending on the na- you know the degree of construction, it may have to be rewritten for a short period of time. So the last thing you want to find out is that you violated a contract clause and didn't let the uh, insurance carrier know that the hazard has increased, and as a result, you are not getting paid for your claim. Well, that you know, I yeah, I think that's call- I think that's a real I think that's an important point. Anytime you're doing real work, to have a licensed insured contractor. And I would say if you have an insurance professional, and I agree, I, I think these you know quick apps on the cell phone are very, very dangerous because you think you're fully covered and there's just so much you haven't thought about. Yeah. But get that certificate of insurance and run it by your insurance agent to just make sure it works with and integrates with your current policy. And Steve, you know, we, I, 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 I want to tell you, because I have to call you, I, I basically tore my house down and it's been five years and I think it's almost just about done. Now, it's a big, you know, that's a huge renovation. And I also live in flood districts. So uh, that's, I found oh, that I had most insurances uh, decline taking me because, you know, I'm probably about a mile from the ocean, maybe a mile and a half, well, probably a mile. So you need flood insurance. And if you could talk about that, and there are many insurance companies that don't even, won't even touch you. It's really well, hard to get flood insurance, you know. So how do you go about that? Well, you know, Dottie, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned that because I just actually, before I got on the show, I rated up a flood contract in Manhattan. And uh, the, the flood market is opening up. You're starting to see private carriers enter the market and make it more competitive, which is uh, it's very encouraging from my point of view uh, because it, it, it just is. You like to see a healthy market with good competition. And, and when the private carriers get in, they do offer – some bells and whistles that the federal program does not offer. For example, the newer flood policies include loss of use, which means that if your home is flooded, they will pay you to stay in a hotel or to stay uh, in a different home while the house is being, you know, cleaned up and fixed up. Now, the federal program does not have a uh, a coverage type like that. And the newer contracts that we are seeing are, in many cases, half the price of the federal program. But the, to, to answer your question or to get back to you, the flood is, is a peril that everyone is concerned about. But in Long Island, in, in the Hamptons, your big peril is windstorm. And that's what the carriers are concerned with. They're, they're concerned about this giant hurricane coming in off the ocean and leveling that peninsula or that island from, from one shore to the other. So that's what makes buying insurance out in Long Island or the end of the island or even Nassau County, for that matter, any shore town. It, the, the windstorm peril is what really drives your premium, and the windstorm peril is what makes it difficult to buy homeowner's insurance. And here's why. Every home policy excludes the peril of flood. So if I I sell you fire insurance with a flood exclusion, I don't really care if you're in a flood zone. You you know, that's what the carriers think. So it's not necessarily the flood. It is, in fact, the windstorm that, that makes it so difficult to buy insurance 
in in the air in the coastal areas, and we well, see that Mike, on the Jersey coast too. Mike, I remember trying to get insurance, and it was almost impossible. Um, and I finally had to uh, take all my insurances with one carrier and do it that way. Uh, but now I have to, of course, I'm going to call you because now my work is pretty complete and I'm going to need a new insurance policy for the new value of this home. And I, I, I really remember going back to Hurricane Sandy where, you know, I'm from Long Island and I watch Long Beach and places like that just kind of sink. Uh, right. And I also go back to remember when the Hamptons was hit very hard. And this is about 15 years ago. That on Dune Road, the ocean and and the, the you couldn't even get to the houses. The houses actually floated away, and the roads were like flooded. So you couldn't even get to your house. Um, well, you, so you that know, insurance I, is so important. And it, hard it, to get. So would you give us information on how we would go about that, especially if you were living in a place like Long Island, parts of the city, uh, you know, we, we had parts of the city of the flood insurance when we had well, Hotel Sam. So how do, keep, what's the best way to reach you and, and, and have a discussion about what, what, you know, what we should do and how we even get insurance? It's not, I'm glad to see it's opening up because there was very few carriers that would even insure us. Right. Well, you know, Dottie, uh, I'm in the office every day, and I'm happy to give my phone number out, and I'm, I'm happy to speak to anyone Please who do. calls. 212-777-7113, and that's extension 6277. And I'm, 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 I'm literally glued to my desk all day long. I'm happy to answer the phone and have any discussion you want about flood insurance, fire insurance, property insurance, liability insurance. I've done it all in all of these years, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help anyone that I can. Mike, can you repeat that number again? Sure. 212-777-7113, extension 6288. Extension 6218? Yes. I'm sorry. I uh, so and so many people have done work, okay, on their home or have, you know, and, and have or paid down their mortgage and, and don't even have a mortgage anymore. But if they do have a, a mortgage on a value that's not what their home is worth today, and um, I really think that it's so important because I've seen a lot. I, I saw what happened in Hurricane Sandy, and right. I saw I, there was people that then they argued with people, the insurance companies, and they said, "Oh well, that's not flood damage; it's wind damage." Okay, right. so. I really, really, I really, really want to thank you. And, and Mike, I hope you come on a couple of weeks to keep us updated. Okay, thank we have you. To I'm happy to do break, that. But we'll post thank Mike's you. number so you can reach him. Thanks, Mike. Have a great Bye-bye. weekend. You too. Thank you.
Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends over at Route 22 Toyota want me to remind you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, get over to the state-of-the-art service facility in Hillside, New Jersey, please. Alex Kinsella has the entire team staying safe, wearing masks, socially distancing, fogging vehicles with every single service to make sure they're disinfected. At Route 22 Toyota, they always get it right. They're doing their part to stay safe. Plus, right now, Route 22 Toyota is offering qualified buyers more reasons than ever to get into a new Toyota, like 0% APR financing up to five years and zero down leases on some of your favorite Toyota models. Call 855-621-9949 for details and make sure to tell them Joe sent you. 855-621-9949 to schedule a test drive and Route 22 Toyota will get you driving a new Toyota with 0% interest or zero down leases. Now that is the smart way to buy. Route 22 Toyota, Route 22 West in Hillside, New Jersey or at Route 22 Toyota. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You've heard me rave about the MyPillow line of products. Literally everything in their life uh, has so enhanced my sleep experience. We've got the bed topper. We've got the uh, the pillows, of course. We've got the the Giza Dream Sheets. And now they're even making slippers. Uh, you, you just cannot believe all of the good things that they've done and made. And now they are ready uh, to help you get the best night of sleep you've ever gotten. You can still get a standard or a queen premium at MyPillow for only twenty nine ninety eight. They're regularly sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollars savings. Kings are only five dollars more. And you know these pillows don't go flat. You can wash them, dry them as many times as you need. They maintain their shape. You've got the ten year warranty. You've got the sixty day money back, no questions asked guarantee. Come on, get your my pillow. Get your sheets. Get your bed topper. Get the things that are going to make your night's sleep the best you've ever experienced. And when you do, uh, you can get them for even greater prices when you use the promo code. You're going to find amazing offers, deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and the MyPillow Towel Sets as well. So call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798, and use that promo code AM970. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. about everything that has to do with real estate. So we're covering the market. We covered insurance. We covered uh, a future plan to open up a hotel in space. And now I want to talk about what um, they're talking about with casinos and opening more casinos in New York. I, I believe they're supposed to open one. They're looking at opening one in Yonkers. 
have uh, actually they budgeted for three new casinos. Have you heard about that, Ace? Or have you heard about the uh, casinos that were supposed to open? I did hear that they were yeah, talking Dottie, about it. Oh, Dottie, go ahead, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, you know, there's been a, a big discussion to expand uh, the gaming industry from not just the upstate New York area, but also to downstate. There's always been, you know, a question. It was supposed to be pushed off for a couple of more years from now on the New York City area. Um, and, and this is part of the debate. Um, th there's the Empire City Casino uh, Yonkers Raceway, where they have sort of horse racing and some gaming machines that's limited. Um, but it's an interesting time because uh, MGM recently took them over. Um, and there's now really a push to have gaming downstate um, and uh, potentially, as you mentioned, three casinos. And there's a lot of discussion on it. But, you know, g gaming's a real, a real mixed bag. I mean, it's touted as economic development. I think they were looking at charging a, a massive fee for a one-time fee, though, I um, of, I think, $500 million for a license for each. Um, but again, this is all sort of in flux and hasn't been finalized. But, you know, it, it, it's a mixed bag, and, it, and it's a real question as to how economically effective, you know, gaming well, really is. That's kind of what they're talking about, and they're basically saying, now, let's face it, New York City, uh, obviously, um, I mean, I guess with the stimulus package, I, I was reading that California, which was God knows how much in debt, with this new stimulus package, that they'll be out of debt completely. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure the stimulus package is going to really help New York City and uh, New York a lot as far as it getting it back. But let's face it, casinos bring in money, okay? Now, the debate really is, if you, if you really, like, look at, you know, what they're saying, uh, they're saying that, obviously, it would take away probably business from upstate for gambling because, you know, uh, there's a lot of gambling upstate. And um, it might, they're saying that it might even take away from Broadway and other things, which... I, I don't necessarily, I mean, I guess I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I just, I guess I wouldn't know. But that they, they are present, presenting that they want to put three casinos in New York City. And um, that's a big amount of thing. That's a, that's a lot. And they say that, you know, estimates that one in three New Yorkers will visit a casino each year. Uh, visiting an average of, you know, 12 times, and that's if it's close. So what do you think? Uh, I think they're going to do it. You know why? I think they're going to do whatever they have to do to raise revenue. But, I, you know, I'm not necessarily a I'm not a big proponent of putting casinos in New York City, and I just don't know how they handle all that traffic. I know with the casinos out in the Hamptons, um, if they do that, I don't even know how you get there because it's, 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 you know, that there's always been a debate with the Shinnecock and uh, them uh, having casinos there and it's their land and they don't have to pay taxes on it. Uh, but I thought, well, gee, if you put a casino in the Hamptons, uh, people would be waiting online. There's no, the roads to get there aren't, there's not enough highways or access to even get there. You would probably be waiting online to get into a casino for like 15 hours or something. I don't know. Uh, 
What are the, do you think that's going to happen? What's your feeling? Even though it's a little early now, I, I you know to know for sure. Do you think we're going to see that happen, or what's your thoughts? Anyone? I think well, it's definitely, yeah, I think it's definitely going to happen, Dottie. If you look at the gaming industry, just online, it's taken a life of its own. DraftKings and all these other sites, and you know, gaming is just one of those things with the pandemic. It's um, it's a revenue source uh, for the state, you know, an enormous amount of taxes. And I don't know. It's a lot of people have different perspectives, right? On one end, there's a bunch of folks that don't want gaming to come into their their cities or states. And on the other, it creates jobs. So it's it really depends on what side of the fence you're on, you know? Yeah. Is yeah. It interesting? I mean, I, I think there's a limited market and we've added so much you know, in the gaming area, right? I remember growing up, it was Vegas and Atlantic City. And then you had all the upstate now, you have Connecticut, you have all the, uh, on the on the tribal casinos. And, you know, I think you look at Atlantic City, it's a good example where unfortunately, it didn't really turn out, I think, the way they hoped it would, you know, going back, you know, 40 some odd plus years ago. You know, I, I think it, it, there's a limited value. I, I think... The, the estimates are usually too rosy. Now, I don't want to be unfair to the upstate casinos. They haven't met any of their projections, but also they were really opening up right, just right before COVID hit. So I don't want to be unfair to them. Um, I don't think that no one ever expected that. Um, but, you, you know, you look at it where they say, oh, look, we're going to make this money. We're going to charge a half a million dollars each for three licenses. It'll generate one and a half billion dollars. Um, but those are a one-time fee, and this year's annual budget for New York City, not New York State, New York City only, is about $96 billion. So happy to have $1.5 billion. Trust me, I wish I had such a problem to turn down $1.5 billion myself. <laughs> you know, but that a one-time shot of $1.5 billion is not going to solve a budget that now under – you know, Mayor de Blasio is at a peak of like 96 billion or so a year versus when we were in the 60s when Bloomberg was the mayor per billion per year. You know, you we think, have. Do, but Steve, I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to ask you the question. But do you think with all the uh, with what uh, the president signed that we're just going to get bailed out? <laughs> I think we're going to get I think it's going to help. I think it's going to be a partial bailout. And, you know, some of it is, you know, and people may at first think this sounds a little crazy. I don't want a complete bailout. And you might say, why not? You know, it's like being a kid. Like, wouldn't it be great to have straight A's? Well, not if you don't deserve it. You know, sometimes you need a B or maybe even a C to do better work. And what my fear is that you don't have really some of the big, deeper conversation of, well, wait a minute. The reason that New York State and New York City is running a deficit budget cannot be completely blamed on COVID. It was there before. It will be there after. I appreciate the support. I think that's why the federal government's there to help in the case of an emergency. And we've gone through an emergency. But at the same time, we would be you know, fooling ourselves if we were to think that we did not have structural budget issues that we need to have a serious conversation about. And look, if we could 
do gaming and if we could end up being better off for it, okay, that sounds interesting. Although, you know, usually they don't discuss the quality of jobs. They don't discuss the crime issues that go along with it. Will it take away people going out for the night? Will they pick the casino versus going to a Broadway show? I'm not sure, right? How how much of a substitute good is one versus the other? Um, you know, it's a different level of entertainment. Um, but, you know, that's where I think part of the analysis, you know, I think we need to be more, more have more of a critical eye in it as opposed to just giving rosy estimates. And we're going to, we're going to continue to talk about this and keep you updated. I kind of want to leave you with a cliffhanger, uh, something that's a little controversial because, you know, I've been everything rosy, 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 because the real estate market is rosy, but I want to read you with something that, uh, that I've read, uh, and basically here's what it says. Um, this is a different point of view, okay? This is, says one year after the COVID-19 crisis shut down and warped so much of American life, things are still unpredictable, which I agree with, but the outlook isn't bright for housing. Now, I haven't heard that. Oh, this is the first time I've really heard that or that somebody's wrote about this. It says, in fact, it looks like the perfect storm for a correction. Home prices are overheated. Mortgage rates are rising. The supply of homes for sale is anemic. And consumer confidence in the housing market is falling. No one could have predicted it. Not the economists, not the real estate agents, especially not the nation's home builders. But a pandemic caused an emotional run on housing unlike any other. Now, that's true, okay? Um, but a year after COVID, it says American life things are still unpredictable. And, and they're saying that the outlook isn't right for housing. In fact, it looks like a storm, a perfect storm. So um, I don't... I don't think we have time to really discuss this today. Uh, you know, even though the sales and recovery is very strong, I'd like to like put some thought into that. Not that we have a crystal ball, but I always like to give two points of view. Um, on what we think, do we think we're going to have a housing correction down the road? And then that was my original question to everybody is, what do you see in the housing market in the next couple of years? And I'd love to talk about that next week. And I'd love for... I know there was a lot of information. I'd love you guys to call in and give us your views and what your thoughts next week on what do you think? Do you think there's going to be a correction or do you think we're not? And what do you think about the housing market um, in the next couple of years? Right now, it's crazy, off the wall. Do you think that's going to stay? And how long, if so? Um, those are questions that we all want to talk about and think about. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.